Hello and welcome to another episode of the DJ Spotlight here on Disc Jockey News TV. Two and a half years ago, Alex made a move from Miami to LA and he used to teach a nice cushy job at a university, but he quit to pursue his passion in music. He's actually found an interesting way to implement it and what he is using to teach other artists today. I can't wait for him to share with us all his story. Alex, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, darling. I hope we can give your audience a lot of value in this short time we have together. Yes. I don't doubt it because I've been watching a lot of your content and you give amazing advice in like a minute. So, yes. yeah. So let's get to it. What is your story? I'm super interested in hearing how you knew it was time to step away from this uh, job and pursue your passion in music. Can you tell us how you came to find yourself in this position, your story? Well, I was studying uh, for a PhD in psychology, industrial and organizational psychology, which basically looks at workplace psychology. And so I was studying in particular job dissatisfaction. And I came to like a realization one day that I was in fact myself dissatisfied in my own work. I was like my own lab rat. So <clears throat> I kind of like knew that at, then, at that point that I needed to make a decision because I had been producing music on the side for uh, almost four, four or five years at the time. And it was something that I loved and loved more. I was finding myself doing that more than reading psychology, um, even though, unless I had to for, for coursework. But uh, I knew that at that point, like, I, I, can't, I, I hate having regrets. And so I, I just I had to make the leap. And so I packed all my shit and drove to LA with my dog and, you know, like, just kind of forced myself to figure it out. And I knew that. I had skills. I just needed to throw myself into the fire, so to speak, and force myself to make decisions. I feel like a lot of music producers are are kind of stuck in their ways right now because they're comfy. You said the right word. You said comfy job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you need to put yourself in a position where you're forced to make decisions and kind of take the safety net out from under you. And so I came out here and started DJing locally and started just grinding and networking and I eventually found mixing and mastering work and then ghost production work. And the, the funny thing is, is that I thought you needed to move out here to LA to do it. I thought you needed to like work in studios and be someone's like coffee runner for a year, but that's not it because a, it's really hard to do that <laughs> even for free. And B you can be a digital freelancer, like more now more than ever. Like all you need to do is have kind of out online networking prowess, uh, put out a lot of free, valuable content, help people. Um, and you can make a business out of, you know, being an online mix and mastering engineer, ghost producer. Um, it's, it's convenient that you can DJ in your town if they have a lot of places to DJ at. But uh, there's other avenues like, you know, like doing uh, like three visuals for artists. I mean, you can even teach online. Like that's the thing is like, I do one on coaching now and like this this interaction is huge it's yeah. i think it's like very important because a lot of people are just watching like one-way video from youtube and not really doing shit with it and not communicating and so i, I feel like this one-on-one -on -one type of mentorship and and tutorial type of thing but where, where you're teaching and you're they're, they're getting feedback one-on-one -on -one real time 
is like a really big thing to do as well. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Cause I've actually, I've, as an artist myself, I'm always trying to learn and grow and watching a lot of this content online is really helpful, but interacting and engaging is so important. And one of the things I notice about you with uh, what you've got going on is you ask the tough questions about people's brands, about what they're doing in music. And yeah. I would I imagine that comes from psychology, right? Asking the right questions, asking the tough questions. Well, that's a part of what I teach in my programs. Um, and as a human being is that you only reach breakthroughs in life when you, when you deal with the tough questions. And so I, I feel like I ask tough, tough questions, especially now in a one-on-one -on -one coaching, because I don't want to make the person squirm, but I do want them to make them really think and really kind of dig deep into the, what's really bothering them, you know, cause there's a lot of surface level stuff like, Oh, you know, I can't find time for, for music production or I'm, 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 you know, procrastinating or I have, like, it's hard for me to like jump into my music when I get home from work, but like there's always deeper rooted issues. Yes. Uh, and I need to ask those, especially from a psychological lens that I know really well. Um, if you can get, if you can tackle those deeper issues, the surface level ones that you're, you've been kind of trying to deal with all this time, are easier to deal with because you've already, you've already kind of made amends with the deeper issues. You feel me? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That resonates with me because uh, like the other day you were asking a question about becoming an influencer and what does it take? And I know I fought with this question myself for the longest time. And for me, it was giving myself permission and not needing other people to say, okay, yeah, you can do that. You're smart enough or you have enough experience or, you know, I respect you. It's like, why, what is really stopping me? Hmm. Me? <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested to hear from you about why teaching is so important to you and maybe a surprising lesson you've learned from it? Um, one of the main things is that I wish I had a mentor coming up because I, I was doing like, all right, so from a, from a surface level standpoint, I was doing wrong mixing techniques. Like I was learning the wrong way. And so that's, that's what I try to express is that the faster on your journey to becoming a full-time professional music producer, you find a mentor, the better, because it'll save you so many years of, of going down the wrong path. And so I'm big on that, but I'm also big on just, I, I, I don't mean to be a sob story, but like, I didn't have a big brother. I didn't have like a father figure growing up. So like, it's really important for, uh, I mean, there's, it's a lot of young men, but there's also a lot of young women, right? And then who need that type of tutelage from someone who knows, just knows more shit than they do. Like, I don't pretend to be anyone special. Like, yeah, I've learned a lot through psychology and teaching, but like, I've just been at this longer than most people have that I interact with online. So that's what I really think is important to have that individual who's just been doing it longer at your craft than you have. And also to be, and also get feedback. Like feedback is so crucial music wise, but also just, you know, psych psychology and productivity. Like it's really important to have someone tell you when you're doing something wrong because if you, if you continue to do the wrong habits that you don't know are wrong, like you're, you're, it's just, you're not going the right way. You're not going up. You're kind of just going like level or maybe down. So 
it's really important to have someone tell you over your shoulder, like, dude, no, no, like, don't do that. Right. Right. But like I, I, for so many years, I didn't have that. I just had this one way YouTube tutorial telling me to <laughs> do, do it this way. And half the time it was wrong, but I didn't know better. Right. All I had was forums. So like, it was, it was really hard for me to figure that out. So I can't stress enough how important it is to have a mentor. You look at like a lot of famous artists, musicians, people in general, they had mentors. They had that, that person above them telling them what, did, what they were doing wrong. Like Mozart, for example, like he had his dad telling him and actually writing some of his work. Low key, Mozart's dad wrote a lot of his work from like eight to 18. But like he had that, he had that mentor to tell him and to teach him and to make some of his work to like, you know, bring him up. And I just feel like that's so important, with, especially when people have so much content at their disposal, they think that they're good and they're not because it's just, like I said, it's one way when you're, when people are consuming content, they're not applying it. That's another thing is that when you learn something, your retention rate decreases very quickly unless you're applying it. And so what I was doing is I was, in, I was like watching mixing tutorial after mixing tutorial after mixing tutorial and not implementing it right away. And so at, in, in essence, it was a waste. So that's why I feel like you have to like learn, do, learn, do, learn, do. And most people are just learning, 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 and doing a little and not getting anywhere. Oh, I so love that you mentioned that. It's like reading a book and it gives you activities, but you don't do the activities. You just keep reading. Yeah. And no one does the activities. I fucking will like fly through the activities. I'm not doing them sometimes. And then I'm like, wait a second, I need to take my own medicine and do the activity. Yeah. Do you think there is a trick to giving good feedback? Um, yeah, I mean, being real. Like, uh, what most people will tell me, they're like, you're, I appreciate your feedback, Alex, because you don't hold back. Like, you tell them how it's, like, you're, 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 on, you're critical, but you're honest. Like, right? Positive or constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, a lot of producers, and me, I know, because I used to ask, people for for feedback and a lot of times it just be like cool track bro and i'd be like it's not gonna get me anywhere you know like probably it's not that cool of a track even you know what i'm saying so like i i I try to keep it real i try to be specific and i try to be uh very i come from like a song writer standpoint where it's like okay you can focus on like getting that kick drum mixed perfectly but if the song's out there it doesn't fucking matter and that's where a lot of people are getting really awful feedback. It's really pissing me off is that like the people, I know how this, how this went. Like I would be so focused on the mix down of a song that what was a shitty song. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I say, and this, this is not my quote, this is Dave Pensato. He said, it's better to sound uh, new than to sound good, I believe. And so like, don't focus so much on the mix down and the master right now. If you're still coming up with your sound, focus on the song, like get fucking cool riffs down, get hooks and, and really interesting sounds down and the, the mix down and the mastering will come, but don't fo- if, if people do it the other way around. They feel like, Oh my, my music isn't getting heard because my mix down sucks. And that's usually not the case. It's usually because your song isn't there and your sound isn't, isn't fresh. That's always the case actually. <laughs> So I, I try to like I try to like reverse producers thinking through my feedback and get them thinking about uh, songwriting standpoint and composition and then mixing mastering. Oh my god, that is gold right there. I haven't actually heard that before. Really? That's yeah. Darlene, where, who, where, what, what circles are you? I, <laughs> you know, I 
I, I'm on uh, the producer dojo and there's like a lot of really great content. Maybe it's been talked about before and I missed it, but I mean, that, that's really exciting for me to, to hear something new like that. Cause it, it's, uh, it, it's promising for me, right? Because that's something I think about, like maybe my mix down isn't good enough and that's why somebody might not enjoy the track or maybe I'm focusing too much energy on that. But yeah, you're right. Like that will come naturally as time goes, just focus on that creating those new textures and just making a really great track. You're thinking too much from a producer and a mixing yes. engineer standpoint, whereas your audience is not thinking that way, right? They're just thinking about what is cool about this song that makes me want to share it and tell my friends about it and holy, and get chills, right? Like that's usually the that's usually what it is. They're not like, oh my god, like why is there a snare like not at six dB? They're not like so stupid. Like the, the people don't think like that. They don't. We get caught up in our own mindsets. This is what I teach in my branding marketing is that. We don't think enough from our audience's perspective. We got to be more empathic and think like, like how they feel, like how they listen to our music. And it's usually they listen from an emotion standpoint and we get so caught up in this technical standpoint and we're kind of, we're not on the same level as our audience, you know? But it's also really fantastic that you mentioned that because sometimes that is the feedback that people are getting and yeah. then they stop focusing on the track and they start yeah. focusing on that aspect. So, uh, you know, sometimes the feedback we're getting might be, depending on the person, uh, trying to kick us off our game because they're like, well, damn, that does sound real good. Uh, you could make, yeah, just 60 B. We got a more dynamic dynamics. Come on, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not discounting that mixing is super important. Yeah. But like, um, like when you're first starting out, like maybe, if, I don't know. I just, I, I hear a lot of music from people who are kind of in the first few years of, of producing and like mixing, like it, you, people think they can just read a book on mixing or like watch tutorials and be an expert mixer. You have to train your ear. Like yes. this is all the training. It's it's physiology, right? You have you can't just te teach someone what fucking two point five k sounds like. You can give them like a kind of ballpark idea, like okay, it's but not really. You have to tra train yourself to to pick up on these frequencies and know what sounds good at these levels. You know that all takes time. But in the meantime, you can be working on your your crap, your real crap, which is the song and this mm -hmm. and the composition and the songwriting. And the mixing, like I said, mixing comes with time. It comes with doing it for hours and hours and days and years. And so I just feel like it's an ongoing process. You got to love the process. But if you're going to love the process, you got to love the composition and really uh, enjoy and, and really want to wow the listener through the musical perspective and not, not, a, not so much the mixing. <laughs> I, I know. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complex question. Yeah. You know. No, I dig it. Um, speaking of training, you actually offer a lot of free content online, which probably confuses a lot of people because they're thinking like, how are you making money if you're giving away so much for free? Can you tell us how that works? I mean, from an entrepreneur standpoint, in 2018, you should be giving away most of your content for free because how are you going to be found on the internet if you're not valuable I, like to me it's it's kind of a it's kind of a no duh question but to every other music producer they're like they don't they don't understand but 
you like if you're trying to make make a living as a mixing master engineer or ghost producer what i always say is offer your services for free up front even dj like do the first gig for free and a lot of people they don't they, their egos too inflated that they can't they can't deal with doing shit for free and i say you have to because everybody everybody's trying to be do what you're doing right now so you have to offer more value than your competitors and the more the more you're valuable in the space people are going to reciprocate and want to associate with you because you're a valuable person everybody wants valuable friends right so to me it's kind of a it's kind of an obvious one but i know i understand that like it's like why is he doing all this free stuff well i'm building a community i'm building a tribe right like that's what you do you don't go you don't like uh go at everybody like hey look at me like i'm selling this you know like that's not how you do it that's just in in, in digital like media that's just not how you do it like i follow gary vanderchuk profusely and I think all your listeners should. For free. Like today, for instance, when I was eating breakfast. I watched one of his meetings where he charges people 10 grand to just sit in. And he's like posting this video online for everyone to watch for free. And I'm like, but that, that's what he does. Like that he, he's building a really strong and loving community at the same time building his business. It's, it's an upward spiral. Like, I don't know. The model is like, I don't know if I could explain it in like two words or two minutes or less, but it really it's all about providing as much value as you can and still maintaining a business, but your business is growing as you're putting out more value. You know, does that make any sense? Oh, absolutely. I love that okay. you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk because when I was trying to learn how to brand myself and use social media, jab, 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 right hook, give, 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 ask a little. So yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that. Uh, I'm super curious, where, where do you know, okay, it's time to start charging? Because sometimes people just go free, 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 and then they forget to ask for their worth or don't know how. Well, I mean, specifically, it, it, it'd be the first mix, for me, it'd be the first mix for free. For a ghost production, it would be like a steep discount. For a gig, um, if they're kind of iffy on hiring me, I'd be like, okay, I'll do my my first gig for free and, and see if see if you you know if you like me. Mm -hmm. For coaching, I will do strategy sessions for free, and then if they want to hire me on, they do. If they don't, all gravy. You know, we'll still be friends on Facebook, and I'll still provide you value. Like, like don't like put so much pressure on yourself to be like, okay, if they don't hire me, I'm fucked. Just just do the first form of business with them for free. I mean, it, it's not really a complex model to me. It's just do the first thing for free. If they, if you wow them, if you're actually really good at what you do, chances are they're going to hire you on maybe not initially, but eventually if you, you know, continue to be in front of them, putting on more and more value. I mean, that's the thing is like most music producers, they aren't putting a lot of content online. And they're shooting themselves in the foot with that. They have to be on Facebook and Instagram daily. Mm -hmm. And none of them are. I keep telling them to do it and they don't do it. And it's like, ugh. you know, like that's the easiest thing you can do. Literally, is just post something valuable a day on Instagram and Facebook. Just one piece of content. If you don't have one valuable thing to post on social media a day, you really need to rethink what, are you really ready to do this? Because you like, if you like just a tip, you know, just one little quick tip, like do a tutorial. I mean, like there's so many 
so many like starting music producers that don't know the stuff that a lot of more intermediate advanced music producers do. And you, could, you just got to start doing that. And yeah, maybe you get might, might get a like like in the beginning, but you just got if you're more consistent, they'll catch on because a lot of people in the space they'll put uh, they'll like come out guns blazing and put a bunch of content and then they don't get like lots a lot of likes and feedback on it and they stop because they get discouraged. And I'm saying you got to play the long game, as Gary would say. You got to just continue to put content out every day, every day. Trust the process, right? Every day you get more and more, more uh, you're building more and more traction. It's you just got the little wins, the little wins. The people just they have the the long term. They want they want like shit to happen now, and it, that's not how it goes. Like everyone's like right uh, right now is um, immediate gratification, and that's that's never been the name of the game ever. And it, well, it still won't in, in entrepreneurship and business. And that's the thing: music producers don't really, don't think like entrepreneurs or freelancers. And that's why I, that's why I try to teach this is that unless you're going to have like a marketing director or I don't know, business consultant with you, which none of us have, you've got to learn this shit. So that's why, I, that's why I try to teach that, you know, I can dig it. You run a lot of workshops. Can you tell people what you think they will get out of them and any sessions you think people need to sign up for it now? I mean, I do workshops weekly on how I make a living in the music industry. So I do that. And I also do a workshop on branding and marketing and the psychology behind it. There's just a lot of deep level stuff with marketing um, that actually is really, really good to know and crucial as far as uh, building your brand, telling your story, building empathy, right? Like I said that earlier, that's super important. So I try to teach that through a psychological level that no one else is doing. And, um, other than that, yeah, I do, I do one-on-one coaching sessions with music producers who want to kind of get on the phone and like this, I do zoom like, like daily. So this is like nothing to me and, uh, and try to see where they're at and how I can help them. And so, yeah, it's just, it's basically just putting myself out there saying, this is what I do. This is the value I offer. I can offer you value on a deeper level if you'd like, if not all gravy. Right. So it's, it's basically, it's, it's a very fluid, comfortable way of doing business, so to speak, without being all pitchy and salesy, right? It's just like, yo, this is what I do. This is what I know. This is the value I can offer. What do you think? You know, like, it's really not that, like, I don't know. I, I hate the salesy type of shit. So I try to like do as much of, a, of as less of that as possible and like, I, uh, half of what I know is from Gary Vee, honestly, because like he he never comes at you from salesy at all. He's usually just content, 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 value, 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 value. You know, so yeah, that's where I mean. If I if, if the, the best, some of the best advice I could I could give your listeners is just uh, um, follow Gary Vee on YouTube and watch his stuff daily. Like you're good, I promise you. Yeah. Well, we're absolutely going to link people up with your content as well because it's absolutely phenomenal. I love the way you're rolling things out. And like you said, like it's just, it's so simple. It might not be easy, but it's simple. And yeah, yeah, I think you've got this so on point. I'm so glad that we got to connect today. Was there any last minute thoughts or things coming up that you want people to know about? Just follow me on my socials. I'm going to be posting a lot more. I do a podcast as well. I'm sure we can link that. It's on artistry and mental health. Um, 
just I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to post like well i've already been posting two to three times a day on instagram but i want to go for four the magic number is four so uh, uh follow me on defire inspire on instagram as well as youtube and uh defire media on facebook but um you, you want to see how content marketing works well this is how it works is you don't market per se you just put out a ton of valuable shit way more valuable shit than all your competitors are doing mm -hmm. and just let it just let it flow so follow me on those and kind of just follow my my model so you speak so to speak like i tell a lot of people it's just like just just do what i'm doing right like do what i'm doing and like but do it from like a, a music producer artist standpoint where it's like you have your music and you want people to listen to it and follow you and buy your merchandise and come to your shows but don't come at it from like like a look at me you know buy my shit type of standpoint provide lots of value through cool videos and, and inside scoops on you and stuff and these type of inter interviews and stuff like that so just just follow my lead is basically what i would say well thank you for being that example that us artists really need um and appreciate it if the rest of y'all found something in this episode really resonated with you or maybe you have questions make sure you hit up alex let us know in the comments below what really stood out to you and as always don't let no one kill your vibe